Good evening, folks. Good evening. And um, I want some testimonies after this message. What this message meant to you, what you got out of this message. You know, every one of these messages, the way you get the best out of it is if you believe it's God, then you should be responding to it. There should be a response. You have to do something with the light that you get. Otherwise, you just remain the same. Really, there should be a response to this message. Once again, it's about faith. And I'm looking for people also. Well, I'm not looking for them, but God is looking for people to be putting down all of the worldly nonsense that they are doing because it's not helping. Um, so we're going to be talking about faith again. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to be using the word believe. Because believe is a less mystical word. It's just like trust. Trust is less mystical than faith. Um, and why is that? Because we use trust more. How often? Did anybody say, do you have faith in your boss? No. We say, do you trust him? Right? So uh, Hebrews 11, verse 1. Now, trust or belief is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen, for by it the man of old gained approval, right? So believing in God is essential, and all of them, Abraham and all of that, they gained approval. By trust, we understand that the worlds were prepared by the word of God, so that what is seen was not made out of things which are visible. So what it's talking about then, trusting, trusting in God, right? It changes how you behave. Look what it says. By trust, Abraham offered to God a better sacrifice than Cain through which he obtained the testimony that he was righteous. God testifying about his gifts and through trust, though he is dead, he still speaks. So what does that mean? That means that Abel trusted God more than Cain, right? That's why he's behaving. Because if you, if you trust, if you trust, that trust should dictate how you behave. And Abel behave towards God in a way where he essentially gave his all to God and Cain really gave God the scraps. By faith, Enoch was taken up so that he would not see death and he was not found because God took him up for he obtained the witness that before his being taken up, he was pleasing to God. Faith, believing, trusting God. You know, what person, when someone says, hey, I trust that person, it's a compliment. And when someone says, hey, I don't trust that person, I wouldn't trust him as far as I could throw him, that's an insult. And without faith, it is impossible 
to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is a rewarder of those who seek him. So here's the thing. Without a little bit of faith, you cannot seek God. You, if you don't trust in a process, you won't do it. Very few people, hardly anybody, are going to go to work if they don't trust that they're going to get paid. I remember during COVID when he was talking about all of the people who were calling out of work because they weren't getting paid at the end of the week. They were calling out, calling out, calling out, you know, especially at the beginning of the week, and then going towards the end of the week, because towards the end of the week, now you're close to payday. So let's see now. If I get, they don't get paid on payday. They're calling out again on Monday. So you have to believe in order to trust, you have to believe that there's some kind of reward. There. You have to believe that there's some reward at the end of it. Look what it says. Jesus Christ, and for the joy that was set before him, Jesus Christ endured the cross, despising all shame, and now he is seated at the right hand of God. Look at this great man. This is my favorite man in all of history. Look what he after Jesus Christ. Look what the Apostle Paul says. Look what he says. This, this is a guy who is about to be beheaded. And look what he says. For I am already being poured out as a drink offering, and the time of my departure has come. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the course. I have kept the faith. In the future, there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day. And not only to me, but also to all who have loved his appearing. I go to prepare a place for you. If it was not so, I would not say so. So there has to be trust. There has to be this trust that God is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. Right? So... We can't say faith with our mouths. We have to prove faith with our hearts. In fact, in Isaiah 29, verse 14, God said, they praise me with their lips, but their hearts are far away from me. This is what God wants. This is why people's lives are not changing. This is why people are still engaged in all of this foolishness that they're engaged in and their lives are defeated because they're saying one thing with their mouth and not doing the thing with their heart. Faith is in your heart. When you believe, when you truly believe, I'm not talking about saying you believe, when you truly, truly believe, being in the word is a constant thing because you know as you seek him, you're being rewarded. You can only seek first God's kingdom and his righteousness, right? If you believe, if you believe that all the things you need will actually follow as you seek. 
You can only do that if you believe. You're going to run out of gas if you don't. I'm telling you, you are going to run out of gas if you don't. Someone's telling me, oh, I only have typically my devotional time with God. My time with God lasts about four or five days and then I fall away. Well, that's someone who doesn't have much, much gas in the tank. This is why I say now in terms of, in terms of getting closer to God, you have to, at this point, force yourself to be in the word. That's the discipline. Discipline is forcing yourself to do something you don't want to do. Forcing yourself to get out of bed when you'd rather stay in bed. Forcing yourself to go to the gym when you'd rather not go to the gym. Forcing yourself to eat a salad when you'd rather eat a Big Mac, right? This is discipline. And here's what happens. When there's enough forcing, but you've got to have faith to, to believe, trust in God to believe that at the end of the discipline, that there's a reward, right? And when you see the payoff, what does the discipline become? It becomes a joy. It becomes a joy. This is it. You know, there are people who force themselves to go to the gym. Oh, I don't feel like going to the gym. And it, it becomes such a joy that they feel guilty when they don't go to the gym. That's when it's become a joy. But you have to believe that God is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. And also, you can't say that, oh, this person doesn't do anything and they get blessed by God. No, God is an equal opportunity blesser. If you are doing what you are supposed to do, and if the faith walk is very personal. If you are truly believing, truly truly believing in God, then yes, you will get blessed. You will get blessed. If you are truly holding on to God, and you got to hold on to God with a tenacity. When you're tenacious, you're like a dog with a bone. Have you seen a bulldog with a bone? Oh, my word. Even our boy here, who's only a lab, oh my word, when he gets hold of a bone, you're going to get out of his mouth. That's tenacity. I am not going to let go until you bless me. Jacob is an example of that because if you believe he's a rewarder that diligently seeks him, you know what you're going to do right now? You're not going to let go. People let go of things that they don't believe is going to come through for them. But if I believe that God is a rewarder of me that diligently seeks him. You know what? I'll kick the food to the, uh, to the sidewalk. I will say, no, I'm going to hold on to you, God, because you are a rewarder. When I was healed of bipolar, I just held on to God. I didn't even care about food. I was fasting. I'm praying. I knew God was going to come through. But here's the thing. Do you know something? I got to a point. I got so lost in God. 
And this is the key that I didn't care if he healed me or not. And that's where you've got to get to. You have got to get, you want your blessings? You have got to get to a place where nothing else matters except being with you, Jesus, really. And when nothing else matters, that's when the breakthrough comes through. I'm telling you, that is it. But you have got to be tenacious. I will not let go. I believe this. What does Jesus say? Keep asking. Keep seeking. Keep knocking. None of this nonsense. Knock three times on the ceiling if you want me. Twice on the pipes. <laughs> if the answer is no or yes. No. you got to keep knocking. Really. Got to keep knocking. Elijah is an example of that. Pray, kept praying and praying and praying. I'm praying until rain came. That is it. But here's the thing. When you are immersing yourself in God, you don't care anymore. You care about the spiritual. And it's when you don't care about the spiritual, that's when God comes through with the physical. Solomon is a great example. He cared about having the wisdom to rule over God's people. So God just gave him more material than he could ever hope for. Folks, we have got to put down, if you're, if you're still doing the same thing this month as you were doing last month and nothing has changed and you've been listening to this message, yeah, you're just going to be more defeated. In fact, listening to the truth and not doing the truth is just going to make you more defeated. Really. It's going to, and listening to the truth and responding to the truth is going to make you more victorious. Because as Sandy would say, oh, I still wanted to eat. I was a Christian for all this. I still wanted to eat. Here's the truth of the, of the matter, folks. People want to believe what they want to believe. Really. And if you're a person that wants to believe what you want to believe, you are not going to get your breakthrough from God. I want to, I want to, to read something. What it talks about. Uh, it's Ephesians 1, 18. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened so that you will know what is the hope of his calling. What are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints? And what is the surpassing greatness of his power towards us who believe? Hear it there? Who believe? So if you want to believe what you want to believe, you're not going to see the surpassing greatness of his power. You're not going to see it. One of the prayer points tonight is going to be, Lord God, help me stop believing in nonsense. And you know why a lot of people believe in nonsense? If you believe something for 20 years, it's hard to change the direction. It's hard. Have you ever, has anybody ever taken, gone the wrong way, or you stayed on the highway when you shouldn't, and you've been driving and driving, you know, it's back there. You've been driving and driving, and 
You don't see an exit for miles and miles to get back there. That is like just exactly the same way that you are when you're in motion with these beliefs. There are people, even though they're defeated in these beliefs, they can't stop believing. They can't stop believing. It's almost like you are locked in. But if you don't want to be, you're not going to be tonight. If you don't want to be, really, if you don't want to be, you're ready to put down all of the stuff that doesn't help you. We're going to do that tonight, once and for all. Because this surpassing greatness of God's power, it's available to those that believe. No, not that those, yeah, I believe with their mouths. No, those that believe with their hearts. Here's what you do with your mouth. You don't believe with your mouth. You're supposed to make confession to what you believe with your mouth. You believe in your heart, right? You believe in your heart. But pride wants to convince you. We can justify anything in our own minds, folks. And pride wants to convince. No, I believe. I believe. Even though there's no fruit, you'll know them by their fruits. The people who truly believe and experience this power, it's available to us who believe. It's not available to people that don't, but to us who believe. God is going to help us with our unbelief tonight. So the first prayer point is this. It's, Lord God, give me the grace, Lord God, to believe. Help my unbelief, Lord God. Help my unbelief, Lord God. I want my heart pointing at you as the target. I want you to be the object of my faith, Lord God. Take my heart, Lord God, away from anything and everything else and let it be laser focused on you. In Jesus' name, let's pray this prayer. Father, we just thank you, Lord God. We praise your holy name, Lord God. Give us the grace for our hearts to be laser focused on you, Lord God, in Jesus' name, amen. Scripture says we should keep our hearts, our focus on Jesus, who is the author and finisher of our faith. I'm telling you, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God. If you are using something that is carnal, and you refuse to let it go, you know what? Yes, you will live a defeated life. And yes, God will ask you, why did you not let it go when someone was telling you the truth and you still wanted to believe? Folks, now is the time to put down the things that are not working for us. And we've got to be honest with ourselves regarding this. The thing that I know works for us is this is that Paul wants us, and he prays this also to the Colossians, by the way, and what is the surpassing greatness of his power towards us who believe? I know that surpassing greatness of his power can heal of cancer, can heal of 
mental illness can heal a you know what, really. So here's the prayer point. Lord God, give me the grace to throw away the trash I'm believing in and to keep a hold of the treasure of you. To keep a hold of the treasure of you. Here's why. Here's why. I call it treasure, folks. Here's why I call it treasure. Second Corinthians 4 verse 7. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels so that the surpassing greatness of the power will be of God and not from ourselves. Not from ourselves. So this is not opinion that I'm giving people now. I'm getting you to put down your opinion. This is truth, right? So it's, Lord God, give me the grace to put down the trash and embrace the treasure of your surpassing power. Embrace the treasure of your surpassing power. You cannot have a blessed life if you're not believing right. It's not possible. Let's pray. Father, I just thank you. Just praise your holy name. I pray that you will give me the grace to put down the trash of what I've been believing in, Lord God, and to embrace your treasure, Father, Lord God. In Jesus' name, amen. You know that script, that, that, that um, um, axiomatic statement, the devil you know? is greater than the devil you don't know. What a big lie. What that's saying is this, is what I'm used to, even though it's not working for me, I have a strong affinity for it. You know why? Because I'm used to it. Just because I'm used to it. So what I'm used to, even though it hasn't been working, that's what the devil you know is greater than the devil you don't know. No, we want the God we know is greater than the devil that's been plaguing our lives. So it's, Lord God, give me the grace to put down the devil I know and to pick up the God that I don't know or I don't know that intimately. So I want more intimacy with you and less intimacy with the devil. Let's pray. Father, I just thank you. I praise your holy name. Father, I pray you will give me the grace to put down the devil that I know and to pick up you, Lord God, the treasure, the God that I do not know, Father, Lord. We ask in Jesus' name, amen, amen. Lord God, is what we want to say, detox my heart. Detox my heart, Lord God. Yo, there's so many things that are being in our hearts. What does Jesus say? say? Wherever your treasure is, that's where your heart will be. Wherever your treasure is, that is where your heart will be. Now, I told you, Don McLean sang that song where he called. He said, the three men I admire the most, 
Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. He's talking about three rock and rollers, right? The three men I remind some people it's sports, some people it's money, some people it's relationships, some people it's power. Lord God, it's got to be God. Lord God, detox my heart. Almost everything has lived there on a regular basis, Lord God, except for you. So it's Lord God, detox my heart in Jesus' name. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you. Father, we praise your holy name, Lord God. We just thank you. Father, we pray that you would detox our hearts, Lord God. Let it be you that reside there, Father, Lord God. Not anything else, Father, Lord. We ask in Jesus' name, amen, amen. Lord God, give me the grace that I will no longer idolize men. I will no longer idolize men. There's a lot of people that idolize people. They're not going to do anything for you, folks. I promise you. All they're going to do is get you to live in defeat. Lord God, take all of the idols of men out of my heart, Lord God. I no longer want to be worshiping people, Lord God. I no longer want to be worshiping people. In Jesus' name, let's pray. Father, we just thank you. We just praise your holy name, Lord God. Father, I pray that you would take all of the idols of people out of my heart, Lord God. I no longer want to be idolizing people. I no longer want to be looking at them as my source, Lord God. They need help, Father, Lord God. Give me the grace to look up to the hills from where truly comes my help, Lord God. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Lord God, give me the grace to be humble, to be humble, Lord God. Humility is very, very, very deceptive. So many people are incredibly arrogant and narcissistic, think that they're, that they're humble, really. They don't look, it's very, it's such, arrogance is so deceptive. It is so deceptive. Lord God, give me the grace that my heart will be humble. God hangs out with humble people. In fact, scripture says God resists the proud. God is actively resisting proud people, but gives grace to the humble. You know why an arrogant heart is bad? Because it's a person who's still trying to be God. Is still trying to follow that myth. You can be like God. You can be like God. Lord God, give me the grace to be truly humble in Jesus' name. Through your eyes, Lord God. Not what I say about myself. No. Through your eyes, Lord God, in Jesus' name. Let's pray. Father, I just thank you. Father, I praise your holy name. Father, I pray that you will give me the grace, Lord God, to be truly humble, Lord God. Give me the grace, Father, Lord God, to be truly humble through your eyes, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. It's prayer point. I do the um, caring call. Lord God, give me the grace to esteem others. People, There's people who can't even give somebody else a compliment. This thing is not going to work for you. If you cannot 
or I'm the best, I'm the greatest, I'm not, it's not going to work for you. Scripture tells us to esteem others more highly than ourselves. Guess what? Then God starts to esteem us. God starts to esteem us. So, Lord God, give me the grace to compliment others. Not in a begrudging kind of way. No, it should be freely flowing. When you're able to do that, watch how God blesses you back. No, and if somebody wants to be top dog everywhere, you won't be top dog. There are other people that God has blessed and is gifted. You won't be top dog. But it's not needing to be top dog, really. It's a wonderful, liberating thing when you're not trying to be top dog, really. When you are being who God created you to be, and you're not trying to usurp power from somebody else. So it's, Lord God, give me the grace to highly esteem others, Lord, in Jesus' name. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you. We just praise your holy name. We pray, Father, you will give us the grace to highly esteem others, Lord God. Father, open up our hearts, Lord God, where we're not looking with jealousy at other people, Father, but we're rejoicing for them, Lord God. Open up our hearts, Father, Lord God, where we can speak well of others, Father, Lord God, however they feel for us, Lord God. Let us become free, liberated in this area, Lord God. We ask in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Karen call. I'm going to give it over to Sandy. Anyone who doesn't know the Lord, please say this prayer with me. Father Lord, I know I am a sinner. I believe, Lord, that you died for me on the cross. I believe in your great surpassing power to change my life. I believe, Lord God, as I call on you now, you are coming into my heart and I believe you are going to make my life something that it never, ever would be without you, Lord God. So I thank you for your shed blood on the cross. I accept you as, into my life, not just as my Savior, but also the Lord of my life, Lord God. I thank you for saving me, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen.